Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. MVP proudly presents the soon-to-be podcasting tag team champions of the world, the infuriating Ricky Widmer and Moneyball Dave Oster, the Fast Break Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Ricky Widmer here, and uh, I got some good news. Dave's back. This is what happens when you don't show up to work, Sean. Yeah, Sean, not in town. It's just me and Dave today. Got the old guard back in charge. The old Fast Break uh duo going the tag team champions of the world some would say <laughs> and today we're going to be talking some uh, pretty i think some pretty good topics here we got mellow and the knicks can he recruit the bull should they uh enter some tank mode and then we're going to be talking about golden state in the end and 73 wins and you know all that hibbity hoobla with that but we're going to start in new york dave and we always bring great topics to the table and this is the namesake of the podcast Because this is what Mello said this week, and I'll quote, put me at the head of the table and let's go to work. Some bold words from uh, Mello right there. He wants to be the recruiter in New York, and I'll be honest, I don't think he can do it. I I don't know if he can. This is the man who wanted to be wined and dined last time around. He he took every opportunity, spent every moment of free agency possible, you know, entertaining went offers. Went to Chicago, went to L.A., spent some time in New York he where did, he was he already there. He just soaked there. it up. He soaked up. I think he enjoyed it so much. Now he wants to treat others this way? I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy who's going to, you know, That's bring what people you want. home. That's what you want to say. Like, oh, you know, I, I went through it. So, you know, basically I did a little insider investigation, and now I know what they want to see. He's that's, the expert now. You're right. That's, that's what you, that's what you say if you're mellow, but I don't think that's the case. You don't, you don't I, think that's mellow? I just think— like, Do you think he could break DeAndre Jordan out of his house? No. he knock in that uh, chair? No, no problem? I, no. <laughs> and with Mello, like, I agree with—I was watching the jump on ESPN, Rachel mm-hmm. Nichols, T-Mac, and I agree with Rachel Nichols. If Carmelo Anthony wants to help out the Knicks— he goes into Phil's office and goes, here's my no trade clause. Get me out of town. Yeah. Because that's the big thing because his contract is huge. That is, Donald Trump would say it's huge. It's friggin' huge. It's huge. It's a friggin' huge Un- contract. Unlike my hands is what Donald Trump would say. <laughs> but I, I don't necessarily argue with that point, but I think that's the wrong message to send. I mean, Melo can't do that. That That's like career suicide right there. So, no. I think there's uh, a team that would still trade for Melo, <laughs> cough, cough, Boston. That would want. I'm him. not saying teams wouldn't want him. I'm saying his image would be turned into absolute piles of like rotting shit. There, there's no coming I back guess. from that. I, I think his contract is so outrageous because he wanted it that way. So he gets what he deserves. He needs to now bring somebody in who's. I don't think they can even go for a max contract guy. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be another so year. So Katie's of those, out the window. Unless they pull some really interesting moves, Katie is not coming to New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, if KD even had a choice, he wouldn't go to New York, but that's beyond the point right now. I think they're really looking at that second tier of free agency 
and that's what he's targeting and you know what playing with Mello, i'm sorry doesn't really interest me this is a guy who couldn't get the job done on his own in denver couldn't get the job done on his own in new york he doesn't make guys around him better so what's his selling point i i don't know and the thing is it's exactly you are right the thing with Mello is when i think of him as a player he wants the ball in his hands and he's not the player who can have the ball in his hands. He's not like old Kobe. He's not like LeBron where it's like, you know what? Put the ball in my hands and I'm going to, he'll put up points, but he's not going to win your team a championship. Yeah. He, he doesn't have it. And it's because he doesn't have a complete all around game. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's gotten much better on defense by actually trying and using that effort thing. Kind of crazy what happens when that does not But it's the fact that he is a offensive force and he can score regardless, uh, defensively mixed bag. I mean, if he tries, okay. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, like, he's just out there. But, no, I think the problem is this team really needs to go out and find themselves a point guard who can really control the flow of this offense. So, Rajon Rondo. That's uh, your recruiting pitch is I think that Mello, is the one way. Rajon. That is the one way this Knicks team succeeds. I think Rondo has, t- I don't want to say turned his career around because I feel like he hit a rough patch in Dallas and really has shown in Sacramento now that, mm-hmm. let's be honest, that's a dysfunctional team, and he's going out there and putting up close to triple doubles pretty often. He's showing us the old Rajon from when he played with the big three in uh, Boston and really just looking fantastic again. I think he would be a veteran personality in that locker room, and he would be able to stand up to Carmelo, who kind of throws the... I'm the star of this town. I get the ball all the time. I think Rondo could be like, no, we're going to run the triangle or whatever they're going to run next year. I mean, I'm not saying it's not the triangle. I feel like Phil's going to make him play the triangle. I think though. it was I think it was you when we were out to dinner last night that said, uh, what was it that Charles said about the triangle? Oh, uh, something along the lines of uh, without Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman, the triangle is a circle. Yeah, it's a circle. And I mean... Is that what Melo's going to do? He's going to go to the table and go, guys, guys, the triangle's really going to work. I promise you it's going to work. I, I think it. I think he has every intention of it working. Because, guys, I'm trying now. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, I, I think that's their absolute best bet. Go out, get Rondo. He becomes the point guard who brings that veteran into the locker room, and you can use him to control Carmelo and keep you know Kristoff growing and mm-hmm. see him you know, kind of hit that potential year two. Year one, it seems like he's kind of in his wall late in the season. We've seen, you know, the best of him already. And he's not, you know, playing full minutes yet. We're still watching uh, Phil control that pretty well, which I'm happy with. I don't Mm -hmm. think you want to, you know, give him the garbage minutes. You don't want him out there for like 35 a night yet. This is year one. He's a skinny guy. He needs to bulk up. So I totally agree with Phil's, you know, yeah, he did good this year. We're going to put on hopefully 10 pounds in the offseason get them muscled up, and then come back and see what happens next year with a better roster that they can fit more, uh, I don't want to say more better because that's just retarded, but they can fit better around the pieces they have, the core that they want mm-hmm. to build around instead of you know having guys like Kevin Serafin, Lance Thomas, uh, Almondson, Bujicic, like even Calderon. Like, I, I fully expect him to be cut uh, so that way they can throw more money at free agency. I don't believe he's the guy. I think a lot of these names are just, you know, spot fillers. They need a they need a people for a roster to fill it out. Uh, they can really look this offseason to try to build around with an idea, with an identity mm-hmm. going forward. Well, and I mean, here's the question I'm going to have for you 
with Rajon Rondo because Philk has come out and said that one of the things this offseason he will not be doing is the team's not going to be obsessed with finding that five-star point guard because, as Phil says, you don't need it to run the triangle. The one thing I do look at, and I'm only using one year for this, but the beginning of the last three-peat run for the Bulls, Yeah. so 95-96, here were their point guards. Steve Kerr, which, let's be honest, we remember him as put him in the corner, three-point shot, tie the game, win the game. Steve was money from three. He was three. clutch, yeah. Ron Harper, who, yeah, he started at point guard, but you wouldn't put Ron Harper in that top point guard discussion of no, all time. No, he was just quality mm-hmm. for the Michael, for the Scotty, for the On Dennis. other teams, he was pretty good. Yeah, he, he was also good on the Lakers. Yeah, he played quite well in his career. When but... Phil Jackson was there. But, yep. I mean, is that something that would you count Rajon in that group where Rajon's not necessarily a top-tier point guard and can fit that model? I, I think he's a totally different point guard than those guys because he doesn't have that three-point shot. Mm-hmm. He is an aggressive attacker in the lane. He causes issues, and he causes uh, open shots for the rest of his team by him making those cuts in the lane. People pull down, and that creates the ability to kick out. And Rondo does the one thing that is invaluable, which is just his scrappy defense. Think about the East and the, all the point guards between Lowry, John mm-hmm. Wall, Derrick Rose— and Kyrie, there's four other point guards out there who, if you have a lockdown, I don't know if lockdown is the right word for him, but scrappy is what I keep going to with Rondo yeah. because he's infuriating. I will like the memory of that kind Celtics like me, Bulls series. Yeah. yeah, the memory of that Celtics Bulls series from almost a decade ago is still just plastered in my mm-hmm. mind of I could how still, fucking you, annoying he you is. You bring that up, and I my immediately first image is him and Rose on the floor just fighting dueling. for the ball. Yep. Yeah, or. Rose shooting a three and Rondo just getting a fingertip on that contest. And that's, that's what you need. And I think that is so much more valuable than that three point shot, which Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, the league is going nuts. And like, we need to find these three point shooters. They're like, you know, scoping them out, looking for everybody who has the ability. Because Everyone wants to model the golden state. Exactly. So I think that if you go out and get a Rondo, you have possibly an answer to that. You have mm-hmm. something you can fight that with, and you've got two bigs down low who can absolutely crash the boards and win out. So I think the Knicks could build differently and have better, not better, have more success going that route than trying to clone a team like Golden State where you need so much talent around them that they just don't have. They don't have all those picks. They can't go ahead and reload mm-hmm. with you know three guys on the outside who are all three-pointers with you know Harrison Barnes, Clay. And uh, Curry, and they don't have a Draymond Green. Yeah, like there's so many things that well, that team does well. Porzingis is he's not an exact Draymond cut, but they have the position. They of do different the big things. Guy down low, yeah, they do different things. But I'm just saying, like you've got your power forward figured out they, for the triangle. Yeah, like Porzingis is your pick, and you and have Carmelo. It was great, and Melo at the three. But the thing I feel like that the Knicks are going to do, and mm-hmm. will I agree with it? I think they should get a Mike Conley or a Rajon Rondo. Yeah, Conley, would, another guy who, who say, underrated because he, I don't want to say underperforms, but mm-hmm. he's just that, that one echelon below an MV, uh, an all-star. I'm sorry. Well, I would put, I'm going to put Rajon, I would take Rajon over Conley. And As would only, I. There's only one stat I'm looking at for that reasoning. And disagree with me, agree with me, it's the assist numbers. Conley this year, 6.1 where Rajon is having almost 12 
assists a game. He's playing crazy this the year. The last time he had double digit assists, his last year in Boston. Yeah. Which was the beginning of last year, if you forgot, because he got traded. God, that was to so, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, in Boston, a, from 2010 to 13, he averaged 11 a game. A 9.5 that one year that was off. I mean, Rajon's a guy where all I need you to do is pass the ball he, for he the triangle. He has such great vision. And that's what you need for the triangle. And he's not going to be a guy that you have to pay a ton of money. Mike Conley won't be that guy either. You I think Mike Conley him. will get bank. I honestly do. I, I think teams will value him highly uh, because of A, age, and mm-hmm. B, the fact that he has the better shot. I, I think he's a better shooter between him and Rondo. Uh, Rondo's shot has always been conspicuous mm-hmm. uh, at best, so... I think teams will value that a little bit higher. And plus, Memphis may just, you know, dump dump a load of cash to keep them. Here's what I see the Knicks doing, and it's going to be totally different than what I think they should do because Phil Jackson and NBA teams don't listen to Ricky Widmer, which, let's be honest, Smart in most move. cases they shouldn't because I'm not a basketball mind. I haven't been in the game as long as Phil Jackson has. But, well, I mean, when you compare yourself to Phil, well, yeah, I, I'm you no and him Phil right Jackson. next to each other, you're yeah. like, you're like, just right there. There's a lot, of, there's a lot <laughs> of room apart. But I think you go with a Rajon. However, I could see them going, okay, Brandon Jennings, no, off the list completely, because like I said, don't need that five guard, five star point guard. They'll go and get a guy like Mario Chalmers, like coming off an injury. They'll, be, they'll yeah, go for the value. I could see Phil yeah. going. You know what? We don't need the five star. We don't need a rounder. We don't need Kylie. They want too much. I'll go and give this much money to Chalmers. Yeah, I mean, it's a risk since he will be coming off of an injury. Uh, he just went in. Uh, he, I'm sorry, he was just released mm-hmm. after that was uh, officialized. But I, I think Mario Chalmers has proven he is not an awful point guard. He's an average point guard. He did it in Miami. Will it carry over? Meh. Or if he hits the market, do they get your boy from Philly, Ish Smith? Do they get Ish? He's I, I don't six think point, six point six assists per game. I, I don't. I think this is another case <laughs> of the 76 Sixers uh, inflating stats. Mm-hmm. Ish is phenomenal to watch. You know, he's he's trailed off from that like crazy spike mm-hmm. he had where he was like, "I'm the best point guard in the league." Fuck you guys. Yeah, and which was awesome to watch. He he's a he's talented, but he's a six man. He he falls more in line uh, with that kind of a role where he can provide the energy that spark off the bench. I don't see him with the best court vision. I don't see him fitting Phil Jackson's kind of system. Now I'm going to throw something out there that is away from the point guards. Because I'm looking at the overall. Because the big thing with Mello, when he says, I want to be the recruiter, put me at the head of the table. He also went on to say, if we want to get this team better, if we want more pieces, I don't have a choice. I have to go out there and do my job and try to get people to come. And for them to see it from my perspective than anyone else's perspective, see it from a player's perspective. And, quote, I'm looking at the overall free agents and the big ones that come to mind that, I mean, LeBron James could be a free agent. I'm going to get to him in a second. But before we get to LeBron, the ones that are probably going to be free agents and not stay with their teams, DeMar DeRozan? Yeah. Does Anthony get him This is his chance to cash in. A D-Wade, does D-Wade leave Miami? Probably not. A Whiteside, a Harrison Barnes. To me, I feel like the big thing is if you're Mello, go after DeMar DeRozan. But there's a part of me that's like, man, if I'm Carmelo, I hope that the Cavaliers continue their struggle and I can plant the seed in LeBron. Like, come on, LeBron. Porzingis is doing well. 
You know me. I'm a great player. There's no way. I'm way better than that Kyrie and that love guy. No, there is zero chance LeBron leaves for New York. LeBron's upset. Goes to Miami, works out with D Wade, has a nice time. Like man, are we talking D Wade plus Carmelo plus LeBron in New York? Is that where you're you're, you're conspiring? I I wasn't even going to add. I was just going to say LeBron alone. But if you want to add D Wade to the uh, conspiracy, let's put that in there. That I think you're fucking crazy. Reuniting the draft class. But I was just saying LeBron alone. I think I think Wade stays in Miami. He's going to retire. Old man Wade. Yeah. yeah. There's no way he's going to go anywhere else. But the thing with LeBron is if if he's really like upset about being in Cleveland and not having the support that he had in Miami, if I'm Carmelo, I'm going, let me feed off of that. Let me try to get the seed planted in LeBron's head, try to bring him to New York. So yeah. he opts out and plays in the triangle. I mean, it's a lovely dream you have. No one's going to argue with that. Basically, all you have to do is you want to be Michael Jordan, play, you can play in the triangle. You can be Jordan. You can take the Jordan part of the triangle. You I'll win you in New it. York. If you win a single championship in New York, you will be a god. Yeah. I think it'd be, I think it would be better but Carmelo than doesn't want Cleveland. Because, A, he the wants money's to be not, the number well, one. Well, yeah, he wants to be the one on yeah. the team. And, B, is money. Like, it's just not there yeah. for him. So, Crazy theory. Or does Melo work out, rework out no. his contract? Hell no. Melo's greedy as shit. <laughs> he took money over wins once already in his career. So what we're He's re- not going to do it again. So we're really looking at DeMar DeRozan, opting out of Toronto and maybe moving I on. I think DeMar would go for a max contract, which they can't provide. So I don't even think they're in the realm of DeMar DeRozan. I'm looking, here's the other free agents that we could see. White, white side would be interesting, but they're... You already they have already ha- Exactly. Yeah. But the other free agents, like... Andre Drummond, he's restricted, so I'm not going to bring up. Paul yeah. will be a free agent, but he's a big. They're not going to double up on Paul. Horford's a big. I mean, Bradley Beal is going to be there, but he's a restricted. See, the thing is, the weird thing is for Bradley me is Bradley the Beal restricted free agents. I don't know if Washington would keep Bradley Beal. He's underperformed quite a bit this but year. But then with the restricted free agent, that's a whole different That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they would go after him. I mean, right now I'm looking. Harrison Barnes is technically restricted unless the if, crazy trade goes down for KD where the like yeah. and by trade I mean pick up during but yeah mm-hmm. but I'm also looking like and like are you going to get a Ryan Anderson, Joakim Noah they wouldn't go for him. There's no one in this draft class that is as they need big guards. as they need guards period. Well then DeMar DeRozan's your guy and he's your But they can't pay for him. He's your boomer bust so that, kind of guy. That's why they need to go get themselves a point. That, that's why I've, the entire time I'm I'm strongly pushing for, for Conley or Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, preferably Rondo. But yeah, this is team. They're stuck with Robin Lopez. I think mm-hmm. he's an underperforming sack of shit. I hate the man. He's the worst brother. Uh, but no, they're stuck with him until 2019. So that's the problem. It, I mean, Aaron Afflalo and Derek Williams could screw them mm-hmm. and choose the player option to stick yeah. around. Hopefully they don't. They can also Aflalo's wave. Actually, not awful. They could also wave Calderon, right? They could wave Calderon mm-hmm. after July 1st yeah. uh, and save themselves $5 million. I think a flaw is not the worst option in the world mm-hmm. at shooting guard. So, eh. Williams should probably go, though. And I'm looking at the shooting guards, and, I mean, when we go down, Jamal Crawford. He is he could old be a as cheap, fuck. But he could be cheap. They also have a, like, Eric Gordon. Do they make a push at Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon could be interesting. Do they make a push at Lance Stevenson if... He's showing some if value. The Grizzlies don't pick up his team option. Yeah, there are some options to get some cheap players, but let's Stevenson be honest. has so much upside that I I hate it because <laughs> I always am like we could get value out of this. Like I feel like Phil could see that and be like, I could make him work for me, but you gotta make him you work. Got, you gotta shut that mouth. 
Yeah, just shut them out. Mm-hmm. But we're going to move on, and we're going to be talking about some Bulls, me and Dave, our favorite team. And before we talk in about the actual topic of the Bulls and should they enter tank mode, we got to start with Jimmy Butler. Because what is going up with Jimmy, or going on with Jimmy? Hoiberg's going been, down with Jimmy. Like I just feel like every time I turn on Chicago Sports Radio now, it's them complaining about Hoiberg because he's doing the same thing that we got rid of Thibodeau for doing. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, I feel like, more egregious. Because I don't even think Tom Thibodeau would play a player for as many minutes as he put Jimmy through coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's first night back, over 30 minutes played. And, of course, guess what? Next night, oh, he's not playing. He's hurt again. Got some soreness going on. Going down to see the doctor. Uh, thankfully, today he was cleared. No permanent damage, uh, which is fantastic. Still not playing uh, right away, though. He's going to mm-hmm. take another night, see where he's at. It's just concerning because I don't know if Hoiberg really has control over Jimmy or Jimmy was just like, I'm going to play. I don't care what you say. Well, like, it was- I'm just going to do me. February 5th, uh, I remember me, you, and Sean went out to dinner that night. That was the night we played at Denver. Butler got injured. Yeah. Been out ever since. And then, boom, a month later, March 5th, 34 in the win over the Rockets. 34. And I'm thinking, okay, like, if Jimmy can handle it, fine. But then, like you said, the next night, oh, Jimmy's out. Jimmy didn't play last night either. Jimmy had to go and see... Dr. Andrews, and it's like, holy crap, what are we doing to our star player? Are yeah. we trying to make him Derrick Rose 2.0? Is that what we're trying to do? I, I don't understand it, but again, at the same time, I don't know if I'm blaming Hoiberg for this or if I'm blaming Jimmy. Jimmy could be thinking, look, I'm going to go out there and play as much as possible because I'm carrying this team. This is my team, and I need to prove and I it can night see, in, night I out. I can see why he feels he, like I, he I needs could, to yeah. do that. Yeah. However, I feel like... Hoiberg, if that's the situation, Hoiberg needs to have Hoiberg a voice of authority go, in that locker room. Yeah, he just has to go, you know what? No, you ain't playing today. Or you're not playing that many minutes. Yeah. Hoiberg has to be more of the just kind of authoritative force where I feel like Thibodeau would have just been. But has he earned that respect yet? I don't think so. And that's the and problem. And that's the, one of the things where. He's not a voice of authority because he hasn't earned it. The big thing with him is a guy coming out of college. Yep. On a team where it'd be different, like with. With the Boston Celtics, something yeah, like that worked because they were all young players. Exactly, they have the buy-in. They surrounded, uh, they basically surrounded Brad Stevens with a college team. Yeah, well, a step up from a college team because they could play in the NBA. But yeah, it was say young Duke players. probably couldn't beat them. Yeah, Duke couldn't beat them, but I don't know about that North Carolina team. They <laughs> may, but the Bulls to me, I mean, right now is an interesting situation because. Like I said, Butler hasn't played the last two nights. We're a half spot as of right now recording out of the eight spot. Should we just say, fuck it, let's tank for a good pick? I want to give in and say yes. But at the same time, Derrick Rose is playing so well, it gives me hope. Mm -hmm. In the last 10 games, he's dropping 20 points a night, six assists, three rebounds, and shooting, most importantly, 52%. That is the Biggest thing, because an efficient Derrick Rose is a scary Derrick Rose. But is Derrick Rose really a long-term solution for us anymore? I don't know if you can call him a long-term solution, but the man can turn it on. And you can't count on him, but when he's in there, he is an option, and he can cause so much damage. So that's the question. With this Bulls team, is this the now-or-never moment? Mm -hmm. Is this where we decide, look, the East is as weak as it's going to get. LeBron James can't handle his shit in Cleveland. The top team outside of that is the Raptors. 
are you fucking kidding me? We've got their number. We can outplay them night in, night out, win a series. Mm-hmm. So then you're stuck. It's them versus the Celtics. Interesting matchup. I think the Bulls go all in. This is it. And this will decide where Derek ends his or where Derek goes next in his career. If Paul resigns, this is the big like moment. And it's Jimmy's moment to be like, can he step up and truly be the one on a team? I think this is where you go all in and you just go for that championship run. See, I think you I don't I don't think they can win. Don't uh, that's not me saying that. I'm just saying that this team has been on that teeter-totter of do we go for it this year? Do mm-hmm. we not? Do we are we all ready? Are we all okay? Everybody got their shoes tied today. Like <laughs> I seriously okay for the field trip. Right? That's how I feel. <laughs> and even without Joe, I feel like this team is the best chance that we've had in the last couple of years. Uh Derek Rose performing on a high level, on mm-hmm. an efficient level right now. Jimmy comes back. We're in great shape as far as that's concerned. Paul has aged gracefully because his game is all based around uh, not so much his health, like his body. He's not like an athletic freak. You know, he just has the the soft touch. He's got that crafty outside shot, and he can fucking come around the basket and just soak rebounds. Mm-hmm. So this team has a decent core. If you have those secondary bench mob guys play up to their talent, now could be the moment to go in. But like you said. We're half game out right now. So that leaves us in an interesting position because half game out means we got a chance at a lottery pick. I'm going to hate that I'm going to, I'm going to hate that these words are going to come out of my mouth because I hate the whole concept of tanking. Yeah. Commit to the tank, commit to the tank at this point. And there is one reason why I say that this happened Two weeks ago, before last week's podcast, I wanted it to be a topic. I brought it in to maybe be a topic. It hit the cutting room floor, so I'm going to bring it up during this one. David Kaplan on ESPN Chicago had an entire day subject, which was great for me because I was driving around a lot in my car for work, so Mm -hmm. I was able to hear all of it. And the thing he was talking about is how Derrick Rose should be shipped out of town, shouldn't play another game in Chicago, compared him... No, he's no longer Chicago tough. He's Chicago wealthy. That was the clip that Ooh. he kept saying because Derrick Rose came out and said, if I'm not 100% for the playoffs, like if I'm 97% basically, I'm not going to play unless I'm 100% because I have to worry about free agency in 2017. <sighs> what a quote. He basically yeah. said, if I'm not 100%, I'm not playing in the playoffs. No, that that would incite so, some rage so across I, Chicago. So I hear that, and taking that and now putting it into this context, commit to the tank. Commit to it, because if Jimmy Butler's injured and he's missing two games here, and we're going to play him 34 because he thinks he's got to be the guy, and then he's going to miss more games because his knee's not ready yet, then Derrick Rose, he's going to be like, well, my knee's not ready either. I'm not playing him 100%. So just tank it out. We're not going to beat LeBron in the first round. Like, the Cavaliers, a depleted Cavaliers team, can beat us. If we magically got through the Cavaliers, then I would say, fine, don't tank. But say right Jimmy's now, under contract through 2020. Longest contract we've mm-hmm. got right now. I'm saying commit to the tank because another thing you have to think about is right now the Kings are awfully close. I want to say in the draft order, they are one pick. They're at like 11, and as soon as it hits 12, their pick is ours. So there's a chance we could be getting two first, two lottery picks then for this year. 
And that could even lead to us getting a top three pick. Double trading up. Double trading up for like a top five pick, maybe. There's there's hope. I'm throwing out speculations at that point. I I understand. I don't know if two lottery picks would really equal a five, but... I would be happy for a trade up, even it was even if it was for like a Buddy Heel or for a just get a better point guard than right now. Like Sean's been projecting Demetrius Jackson from Notre Dame or Chad Forehead Wade Baldwin. Those point guards yeah. going to us. So if we can get like a better point guard in the draft, then I'm all for it. I'm all for trading well, two better picks than for one. Better than Derrick Rose. You expect these people. Or better than, you know, better than Etuan Moore. I'm sorry, Etuan Moore's uh, Aaron Brooks. I, I, like, Derek Rose to me, I heard those comments and I was on the same side. Oh, of, I, I understand. I was on the same side of Kaplan where, you know what, get him out of town. I don't need him. Anything is better than you. I, I have a love-hate with Derek you know, Rose. You know what surprised me about that? Hmm. People called in and defended Derek. Yeah. And even Kaplan Because you have to understand, this is a guy who grew up in Chicago. He bled for Chicago. He's pretty much destroyed his body for Chicago. he's not anymore. And because of those injuries, he's so jaded about it. He's already seen management go early on with his injuries, you know, question whether they're going to back him in the long Mm -hmm. run. And, And it's those questions. It's the little things that build up in your head that lead to those doubts. It's like, does this city have my back anymore? I've done everything in the world for them. Like... What more can I do to prove myself to these people? So when he goes out and says, I need to be healthy because in 2017, I've got my own back. Mm-hmm. That's I, the question. Like, I would be fine with, like, right now, like I said, Demetrius Jackson, Wade Baldwin are the two that are being projected to the Bulls. I would be ecstatic if, and I know the Kings have to do bad enough. So we get the double pick. Hey, well, let's be honest. Demarcus Cousins hates his coach. No, his coach hates him. His ownership I'm, hates his I'm coach. It's, it's, it's a possible. great circle there. It's possible, but yeah. we, that needs to happen for us to do it. But I would love to be able to have two first rounders this year and trade them both for I don't know top rent, top ten talent like Chris Dunn out of Providence, who's a point guard. Jamal Murray, that the Kentucky point guard, that's been lighting it up. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have those guys. Jamal Murray is the number one point guard. In ESPN's positional ranking, sixth overall. What? But they'll change because Chad Ford changes them say, like yeah. clockwork. Exactly changes them six years down the line. Yeah, it doesn't matter when the draft was. He'll he'll keep. Oh, James them. Harden. I never had him as a second round talent. You're crazy. <laughs> you crazy, Joe Rogan. You're crazy. It's almost insulting to a point, Chad. But what do you think? You never gave a definitive answer. Should uh. the Bulls tank? You thought I was just going to forget about it. I was hoping you you would. (laughs) I gave that great speech, you know, the feel good. Let's go for the playoffs. This is it. This is our moment. So is that your answer? Go for the playoffs or is it? We're not going to win it anyway. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We're not going to win it anyway. We should tank. The only problem is it's the non-guaranteed tanking. Yeah. You know, in the NFL, you're guaranteed. You you, you finish dead last, you get the number one. The NBA, there's that lottery chance. And I feel like we've already used up all our luck on Derrick Rose. Well, there's no Chicago. Like, if it was, if this was the Jabari, the Jabari Parker class, yeah, cool. there's we no get, Chicago kid coming we, out. We've got the first Ben we've Simmons, got the first pick. Yeah, like, you, you ben, Simmons ben Simmons is not that a, one overall. He's not a Chicago athlete. So I mean, I mean, Cleveland got it three years in a row. Like, there's there's a, or three out of four, I think. Yeah, but so there's a shot. Y- you guys all know my conspiracy theory that the Lakers are getting the first round pick this year. Oh, first you, overall. Oh, you you lose Kobe. Oh, here's Ben. Here's the next LeBron James. Here, have fun. I mean, here, have fun. 
I, as as a fan of the Lakers, I love it. And like the smile on my face right now is just ear to ear. Jordan Clarkson, if he comes back, oh, he Julius Randle, Ben Simmons. That is four of your starting five right there. That's disgusting. You can even like I know Randall is small for a five. Move him to the five. Ben Simmons to the four. Just play small. Clarkson and Russell at the one and two. Just find yourself a three. Even though I feel like off topic, but Clarkson's a better six man. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I totally agree. That 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 shit gets me rock hard. (laughs) But I mean, I am all for I'm all for the Bears to tank or the Bulls to tank. You you, were, you mentioned the NFL, <laughs> and it threw me off, but the Bulls... They, I, I sadly agree with you. But speaking of the Bulls, Dave, we're going to move over to a different topic that kind of involves the Bulls, but it's an older Bulls team, and a team right now that is possibly being viewed as everybody in Golden State, I know what you guys are going through, especially if you're like, I don't know, six to eight years old, because I lived that in the 90s. That was my bolt. You're seeing the start of something special. You're seeing the start of something very special. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. 73 wins. I am hoping you guys get 73. Because I'm starting to be pulled over to the side of, you know what? Fuck it. Records are made to be broken. Our team was great. We enjoyed the Bulls. Let's the be, dynasty. Let's be honest. But you know what? Seeing something amazing happen, I think you can take yourself out of being a fan of a certain it's team so and just being a fan see. of the sport. It's so great to see. Because it, it, it's something that, you know, doesn't come around that often. You don't see people be so dominating in, in an era where players are more athletic. Mm-hmm. They're scouted harder. They're better trained. And the competition's never been closer. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, you have this team that's so head and shoulders above everybody else. Except the Spurs. And they're who, who aren't getting little, no they're only a who little aren't getting credit the for for the job they're doing. Maybe. Let's be honest: if Golden State was forty four and twenty like the Thunder, we're having this discussion about the Spurs, not seventy three, but they're only four, like only three wins and four losses. Yeah, worse than the they're, they're not that far worse off than the Warriors. Not I mean, that far yeah, they, and as many games as there is back of the Warriors, which is three, that's how many games these two teams have left. Two there of them are. Two of them are in San Antonio as well, and neither San Antonio or Golden State have lost at home. In quite some time. I believe uh, San Antonio is the number three all-time record mm-hmm. for straight home wins, and Golden State's and number one. 31-0 this season. Yeah, and Golden State's number one, yeah. so there you go. Well, and I mean, one of the things that, the biggest thing that's going to stand within the Warriors and 73 wins to me, is going to be the Spurs. Because there's three contests left with the Spurs, and if the Spurs win three of those, the Warriors are at nine losses. The absolute well, they, minimum. Well, they absolutely can't win three of them because one game is being played in Golden State. Okay, so they'll win two of them. There's a chance they'll, they'll, they'll win They'll win two. the two in San Antonio. But, which... but honestly, do you think by April 10th that the Spurs will still be playing their full starting lineup? Do you think Pop will go full Is Pop, Pop mode? Is Pop still coaching? Because he hasn't been coaching the last two games. I, I think by April 10th, okay. Pop will have uh, Timmy D on the bench for about See, 89% of that game, or 100%. Here's going to be the interesting part, and this is more so for, maybe not for March 19th, but for the April games. Yeah. If the Spurs keep close, and they go, okay, now we're within like two games of the Warriors. Let's say the Warriors. Does it like, really matter to the Spurs? I think it kind of does because it only matters in the final 
Mat- so yeah, well, it matters because when you do get Western Conference Finals, that's when the you only get time to the Western Conference Finals, the two teams that haven't lost at home, I want to have that extra home game. That's I feel how like I Pop would doesn't it. care. I feel like Pop no, wants a better rested team. Pop, Pop may not care, but I'm looking at this statistically, Mathematically, Dave, and I'm saying yeah. neither team has lost at home. Huh? The only way I'm going to beat the Warriors is if I have that extra home game. Entirely That's the possible. way I see it. I mean, yeah, that adds up. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that Pop values resting his older crew mm-hmm. more than he would that extra home game in be- my mind. Because there are two. There are two teams. Well, two teams. Yeah, that I see the Warriors could lose to. The first one is maybe beat them twice. Depends on those two San Antonio games. Yeah, because San Antonio has been great at home. And They've been great overall. This is a team that's being outshadowed mm-hmm. by a record pacing team. Yeah, yeah. record pacing team. And outside of that, they're just stomping people left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a great lineup, crazy depth, and they got some old guys performing like they're not even that old. Like, I'll be honest, Ginobili probably is the oldest looking out of the group. Mm-hmm. But Tim Duncan, just Mr. Fundamental, like I said. It's those. It's not the fact that he is athletically superior to everybody. It's the fact that he just has the touch. He has the game knowledge. He, he has the smarts. That's where his game is from. It's not from being an athletic freak. Meanwhile, you got making up for that Kawhi Leonard, who is just disgusting, and then LaMarcus Aldridge. So their team is just stacked so well with talent that I, I don't know. They're, they could be the deepest team in the NBA. Well, and I mean, the one thing I just looked at, just to con. To complete the comparison oh, of... I'm sorry. I forgot to mention Kmart. Yeah, you forgot to mention Kmart because he just acquired the team. But just to complete this whole comparison of the Warriors to the Bulls, the Bulls, had, they didn't have to deal with this at all in their conference because the Orlando Magic were the two seed the year that the Bulls won 72. Guess how many wins the Magic had that year? 55. Close. They had 60. They went 60 and 22. Wait, wait, was... Full 10 or full 12 games back of the Bulls. Was that Penny's second season? That was Penny and Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a disgusting team. Yeah. God, I miss Penny Shaq Hardaway. Shaq was on that team. You had Penny on the team. Horace Grant was on that team. Oh, that was, that was a good team. Nick Anderson was on that team. Dennis Scott was on that team. I, yeah, I love I love old Penny Hardaway. That was a good he, team. He was my, like, outside of Chicago, he was my hero growing up. Oh, he was your favorite player. Well, let's yeah. be honest, one of your favorite players. That wasn't his Taking second. Too that soon. was his... That was either his second. That was his second season. Yeah. You're right. Second into his third season in the league. But yeah, and I mean, the only other team that was close enough to the Bulls were the first place team that they met in the finals and beat Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and the '64 win George Carl Supersonics. Yeah, no, that was the only team that was close enough to the Bulls, but they were in the other conference altogether. The Warriors have a great team in their own conference. It's true. And what what kind of a season would it be? If they get exactly 72 and 10, but the Spurs get it as well, and then the Spurs get the one seed. Wait, are you telling me the two teams could tie the record? They could, because the Spurs only have 10 losses right now. How many more? Oh, so they're going to run the table. So if if the the Spurs would have to run the table, but we could technically have two 72-win teams. I mean, that Golden State would have to lose four games. I don't believe it, but. Here's what Golden State would have to do, and this is why it won't happen. They would have to lose four games. Two of those the Spurs can do, so they'd have to lose. They'd have two. to win. They'd have to lose the third too, because the Spurs need to win everything going forward. Yeah. So, so if the Spurs beat them three times, actually, that can't happen. If the Spurs beat them all three of the remaining times, 
Yeah. That can happen because the one game, not San Antonio, that I this is the only game other than San Antonio I see the Warriors possibly losing March 30th at Utah. It was a three-point game the last time when the Warriors almost went 18-1. and one. That Utah team has some fun youth, and uh, they can really just go they shot just, for they shot. They just know how to play the Warriors. They can Warriors. go shot for shot, too. Yeah. And, I mean, the Warriors are going to get, from now on, you're going to get the best from each team. Portland can beat you. The only reason I'm I saying they— I night. The only reason why I'm saying they won't is because you're playing them at the Oracle twice this season. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's that it's the end of the season, so it's everything out, like, leave nothing on the court kind mm-hmm. of shit. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you in the fact that it could happen. I don't think it will. I think we're looking at a 73-win team in So they Golden get State. exactly 73? I, I think they go in 73. And I think that uh, nothing it'll over. probably be like 69 for, you know. For the, the Spurs? The Spurs, yeah. And what's going to be the only difference is the Warriors beat them, let's say, two out of three? Probably. And that's the only reason they... I To me, it's going to be interesting because I could see, like I said, the Spurs beating them twice. Okay, that's eight losses. Then if Utah beats them, then you're right at the 73 mark. I think it's going to... I think on April 10th, Sunday, April 10th, it is going to be in San Antonio... If the Warriors win that game, they're the first. If the Spurs win, then we wait and see for three more games if the Warriors can get the one seed. It'll be a crazy finish one way or the other. I think it's coming down to it. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's going to come down to that game. And just just to wrap back to the Bulls one last time. The 95-96 Bulls. Absolutely. Well, not even the 95-96, just the Bulls in general. Okay. Is this a team at the beginning of their dynasty? It They've won like, one year. It feels like, like year I, two. They're on record pace, like and I, they have their talent locked down mm-hmm. going forward. I mentioned this to Dave, and of course, it was a different kind of. And I'm talking to you now, listening, not Dave. I'm talking to you, the listener. I mentioned this to Dave before we hit the record button. Of Michael Jordan won his first title, the ninety 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 one title, technically his sixth full season in the league. I say the sixth because eighty five eighty six. He only played 18 games because I think he had that, I think it was an ankle injury at the time. And Steph Curry, his sixth year in the league, wins a title last year. Seventh year, he's on pace for another title. I could see this team beginning their dynasty right now because Steve Kerr doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. Steph Curry's going to be there for life. Clay Thompson looks like he is. I feel like the three big of Draymond, Clay, and Curry, that is your modern day Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. Well, it, if we're comparing it to the yeah. the second three peat, not the first three peat. No, I, I totally understand where you're going with that. And that's the thing, is like these guys are absolutely like family to each other at this point. I, I'm bought in. Like we said earlier, Harrison Barnes is gonna be the first member of that kind of mm-hmm. core who becomes available, but it is restricted. So it's one where they're either going to keep Barnes or they're going to pull something crazy and get KD. Outside of that, they've got a lot of bench players who are great role players, but who don't command a lot of value because mm-hmm. of their whether it's their age or whether it is their limited you know role on a team. So the chance that they could reload and continue with this heavy core until, shoot, I, I think the end of 2017, so it'll be a, another year after that. Mm-hmm. And then it's, will they reload? 
Will they keep everybody? Will they keep going? And I, I'm pushing for it because I feel like this team has all the talent in the world to continue doing that, and no one has an answer for it yet. Well, and I'm right now doing one last thing, and this is just to show a little context for Warriors fans who are probably like, yeah, but Ricky, are, can we keep these guys this long in this kind of new NBA? Just to give you a little hindsight, the only two Bulls that were on the team when they won their first title that were on the team starting of the second dynasty were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. There you go. Everyone from that first title was long gone because Jordan at that time was a six-year pro. Like I said, it was a sixth year in the league. Scottie Pippen had three. It was only his third season. And everyone else, like B.J. Armstrong was gone, Stacey King. Stacey King was only a sophomore Yeah, when they won that first title. The only rookie they had on that team was Scott Williams, the 90-91. The one where me and you were one year old. Just, just we little when ones. When they won it, where we don't even remember it. Yeah. And then it, you look at, like I said, the, the old guys on the team, James Edwards, who 18-year eight, pro at that point, wasn't on that first championship team. Michael Jordan was the next one. With 10 years. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. They also we, worked their contracts a little differently yeah, back in the day. It, it, it was little, extremely Jordan-centric, and then yeah. everybody else got scraps. Yeah, everyone else got scraps. But, I mean... I think Steph, Clay, and Draymond together... They can, they can stick it out. Absolutely. I mean, for the Bulls, it was basically Scotty and Jordan, and then, great, we got Rodman from the Bad Boy Pistons. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Because Rodman was originally with... Isaiah Thomas and no, and this front boys. office, I, I have a lot of confidence in them. They seem to understand what they need and mm-hmm. what to value. I mean, Andre Iguodala, working with him to come off the bench last year and become the best like Finals sixth, MVP. I off mean, the bench. off the bench, take the, that AI. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was absolutely huge for him, and the fact that they're still making moves, they're still working mm-hmm. on this team, making them better. And I feel like they're going to continue rotating that crop of, you know, older veterans who are able to provide these special areas for mm-hmm. them and bring in the young guys to keep feeding that monster. Yeah. I, I like this team. I'd like to see them going forward for the next three, four years. Well, it's going to be a very special, I'm going to say special year, special couple of years, it looks like. I'm excited for the, for the end of this season. Beyond belief. I, I can't wait for the playoffs. I just want them to it's start It's been a tomorrow. long time since I've been like this happy for an NBA mm-hmm. season. At this point of the season. And I that's just, not even for the Bulls. Like, whatever. I just want the playoffs to start tomorrow, baby. That's all I want. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for the Fast Break Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, Sean will be back next week. Hopefully, he did not lose his way. He remembers where the studio is, and he didn't forget us when he was in Sioux City, Iowa for this week. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Fast Break. You can Hit that repost, that heart button on SoundCloud, like and subscribe on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Woodmer. Dave is at Dave Don't Tweet with underscores in between. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Thank you guys again for listening to the Fast Break. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.